a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. What a game. Jazz beat the Warriors 124-123. to 123. Let's get right down to Coach Will Hardy and his postgame comments. Nope, so we're going to change the game plan or change some stuff we're doing offensively. Um, they continue to adapt, and they do it together. So, you know, that's, that's what's made Team 49 so fun to this point in the year. And um, I thought our crowd was incredible tonight, especially down the stretch. Um, just a fun night in Utah. Yeah, I haven't seen the replay from multiple angles yet, um, but it was explained to me that Jordan swiped him in the face, and then there was a square up afterwards um, between the two guys, and that resulted in a flagrant two. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure why that led to a flagrant two. I haven't I haven't seen the play yet. Um, so I'll have to look at it before I can give you guys my like further opinion. I'm not trying to dodge it. I just I haven't seen it. But it, it was explained to me that he swiped him in the face, and then there was a square up afterwards, which resulted in the flagrant two. We're doing a forward order request, so we're asking on that too. But, okay. Um, was first of all with Colin, did he just feel the hammy tighten up when I talked to you about it? Yeah, hamstring. Um, sounds like he pulled it, but. The degree of that, uh, we're not sure of yet. We'll have to obviously see how he gets through tonight and, and see him in the morning. But um, it was clearly bothering him after the play. You guys all saw him going to the free throw line, grabbing it, and he walked over to me and said, I I think I tweaked my hamstring. Um, so we immediately got him a sub, um, <clears throat> which gives me a, a great opportunity. Sorry, I didn't mention this in the open. You know, Nikhil, um, great poise. Uh, getting thrown in and then closing the game for us. Um, you know, he's been he, he's been uh, tremendous this year, staying ready. Um, his minutes have gone up and down, and depending on who we're playing, some nights he plays and some nights he doesn't, and he never complains. He continues to work really, really hard, and um, I'll tell you what, when you call him the keel, he always seems to be ready. Um, so, Hats off to him. He played a great game. Did you tell him you needed the three there, or was that his read to turn the? So we were we were gonna try to get a three off the dribble. Once he broke the three point line, myself and every other person in the gym thought that he was gonna lay it in, and uh, it seemed like everybody on the court sort of froze. And he fired it out to bees. Um, he made a great play, but we were trying to get a three there in an attempt to then have us down one and uh, be able to foul and stay in the game. Um, but the initial part of the play was to try to, you know, we were coming in transition, so it was to try to get a 
a three off the dribble um, and he made a terrific read and you know Bees knocks down another big three ball on the ensuing defensive play what's kind of the best case scenario what are you hoping for versus you know what are you trying to do there are you just hoping you can foul ASAP or on the six point whatever seconds yeah the one the side, or, side out on the final play yeah after the end. yeah so on a on a play like that you know we talked in the timeout about we're trying to full deny and we are gambling going for the ball and if we don't think we can get it we foul immediately so we're trying to steal the inbound pass and so from my angle their backs were to me but it looked like on pool catching the ball and the keel swiped got the ball and jarred it loose um and then we went out in transition and bees made a <clears throat> a, a really heady bounce pass to uh to tech and um yeah the rest is history on that one but yeah we were we were trying to gamble and go for a steal on the inbound pass and then foul immediately on the catch um you know, in all those situations, you always tell the guys when you are going to foul to swipe for the ball. And you sometimes you get lucky and you get all ball. And, um, you know, Nikhil has great hands and good instincts for the ball. So, um, huge play. I think he was great. Um, his national team coach is in town, so maybe he should come more. Um, but he... Uh, you know, similar to Nikhil, we've had a bunch of guys on our team because of our depth. Um, we have some good players that don't get to play every night. And, you know, again, he's been a pro since he was 16 years old. And um, he continues to, to work every single day. Um, you know, another guy that never complains, never asks for more. Um you know, some nights he plays a decent amount and some nights he plays none. Um, so we all know that he's a capable player and he can really shoot and he's smart, knows what he's doing. Um, you know, you saw that on the when he drove the close out and got the left-handed dunk. Like, he reads the game very, very well. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's always rewarding when you see guys that behind the scenes have been putting in a lot of work and, and staying ready even though they maybe haven't gotten exactly what they want individually um, to see them in a game like tonight come out and, and play a good game um, that always makes you feel good. You mentioned that some about this team they thrive in the weirdness right at the yeah. end of games why do you think that is? Is it veteran savvy or <clears throat> what do you think that is? Um you know, from the beginning of the year, we've just embraced the fact that we may not be um, this pretty neat and tidy, you know, on paper team. Um, we have some some different pieces, and the guys have, have really taken to um, what we've asked them to do on both ends of the floor. And, um, you know, they're finding a way to really fit together um you know sometimes we have lineups out there that maybe if you wrote those down in the summer you know on a piece of paper you're like that lineup doesn't quite make sense but then when you watch them play together um they do they feed off each other and um you know i, I use the word flexibility with you guys all the time and that's a word that we use with our team every day like we have to be flexible um in the way that we think about the game um because of our roster and 
So some nights it seems like the weirder it gets, the more comfortable it gets for us. Um, but every guy on the team is is bought in. Um, you know, we were joking. Ochai's one and zero as a closer. So um, it's just that that's been the story of our season we've talked about it from the very beginning with you guys there's seems to be a lot of different lineups and a lot of different closing lineups um and the guys just that they don't quit um no matter what's going on in the game a footnote now maybe given the way the thing finished but at halftime were you talking to the guys pretty much the way you talked to them last week as far as enough defensive effort giving them nine offensive rebounds and then they only give up two offensive rebounds, I think, in the first 16 minutes of the second half, and only 22 points, and kind of a similar story. Yeah, um, in the first half, we just seemed a little bit behind. Um, it's like we were a, a step late on a lot of things. Um, you know, having played against the Warriors a lot over the years, um, they are a team that their speed even in the half court, sometimes can be jarring on the defensive end. Like, it catches you by surprise. Um, you know, guys like Jordan Poole and Clay, the way they move off the ball and, and how quick they are doing that, how fast their team makes decisions, um, it can almost, like, startle you a little bit. And I thought that in the first half, our team just felt a little bit slow. Um, they were playing at a different tempo than we were. And so at halftime, you know, we just... <clears throat> as we always do it's just about trying to talk to them about um you know what's going on in the game and what can we control and i we felt as a group that we needed to up our energy level our physicality and try to match the tempo of the game and i think in the second half we did it much better i mean you saw it in a variety of statistical categories i think we had 15 assists in the second half i think we shot I think we had 13 or 14 three-point attempts in the first half, and we had ended up having 20, 21, 22 in the second half um, because we we were able to make quicker decisions and find the open guy faster. Um, the rebounding, like you mentioned, so um, I think they had zero offensive rebounds in the third quarter. So you know, some nights are like that. You you find yourself on the wrong side of of dictating the tempo of the game and. Um, our guys adjusted very, very well at halftime and, and stuck with it all the way through. Good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Jazz head coach Will Hardy and his postgame comments after a wild one. The Jazz win. They beat the Warriors 124 to 123. Heard him break down the final seconds as, uh, man, Coach Lacombe, they just got everything to go their way from that uh, Beasley three, as Locke pointed out, to Poole missing the foul shot and to uh, Nah poking that ball loose to get a steal and get uh, Beasley to the ball to Beasley, then to Fontecchio for the dunk that sealed the deal. I want, I want to make sure, too, to give a ton of credit to both the staff and the team, you know, we, we've definitely questioned when, yeah, should they have fouled sooner? But, but I thought, you know, his communication, what he told the team, we're going to let the ball come in. We're going to trap really hard. We're going to play the ball. If we don't get anything, we're going to foul. And I thought the, the guys did that great. The ball came in. It was a little bit, you know, I thought it was for the situation. I was surprised they caught it where they caught it um, and how kind of casual, you know, they came, they came and caught the ball. Uh, but Nah just kind of instantly knocks the ball away. Olenek does a great job of kind of making who was who got the ball knocked away. Pool, pool made him a traffic cone, basically just 
fell right on top of Body him. Body blocked him, pancaked uh, him. He was done. He wasn't in the play. And then, obviously, ahead to Beasley and bounce pass on Tecchio. And the rest is history. And a W in and the a, books. And improbable. Very improbable. Olenek may have gotten away with a slight kick on that play as well. But you know what? I mean, we're going to watch that close. Hey, after that, uh, after the just Clarkson the thing. Clarkson thing, where it was just mishandled so badly, you know what? <laughs> the Jazz deserved a little something to go their way on that. I still don't understand that. If uh, I, I will be curious to read the explanation if and when it comes, because if you throw Clarkson out for technical fouls, okay, that makes some sense. There was a scuffle, and he did square up and. Kind of had a fighting stance, but as far as a flag, there was no flagrant two, not even close. The only thing, you know, while Coach was on, they were replaying it here in the studio. Um, if, if anything, maybe when he swung over the top to grab him, he may have cl- clipped his face, possibly. Which That's may the be the only chance I could see where he got hit, but you're searching for stuff at that point. Well, that could be a flagrant one. Correct. A flagrant two is like reserved intent, for. Yeah. Like dangerous plays that are that are you're trying to go out there and injure somebody. I mean right. that's what a flagrant two is, and I don't think, I personally don't think it reached the level of flagrant one, but certainly not flagrant two. I mean I think they threw him out for the fighting or the the stance or whatever, but that would be technical fouls, not flagrant. Yeah, so I don't know. Make sense. It'll have to be worked out in the. A two-minute report anymore is like to inquire. You can really get your news there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Jazz win uh, in a thriller, 124-123. to 123. Coming up next, uh, we will uh, get some player sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down. Uh, but for some of our network stations, we will say good night. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. Rudy Gobert's return to Vivint Arena. Uh, the Timberwolves will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Once again, Jazz win tonight over the Warriors, 124-123. to 123. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win, 124-123 to 123 over the Golden State Warriors. Postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Everything aligns. The Jazz get a last-second victory thanks to kind of a team steal from uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kelly Olenek, and uh, Malik Beasley. I don't actually know who gets the credit for that. Beasley, I guess. Or would it have been Olenek? Anyway, uh, then they hit Fontecchio, who gets the uh, the dunk to put the Jazz ahead in the closing seconds, and they win. What a cool opportunity for Fontecchio to get a game winner. In his he had a career night tonight, 18 points for Fontecchio. But to finish it off with a dunk like that... Um... I'm telling you, the finisher was completely out of left field. Like Locke said, so many things had to happen. Um, but I loved the fact down four, you know, the drive and kick. Was it nah, right? Yep. 
that just you know like the dude just made play 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 and, and part of it like he's out there because Sexton's hurt right yeah um, hamstring but I want to go back to what Coach Hardy said he said this team it's not always going to look pretty it's not always going to make a ton of sense and it's not always going to be your garden variety uh, situation but what it will be and I think I think we've said this fairly consistently this team's going to battle every stinking night and. There's going to be nights where we're on the wrong side of execution. But, man, I think this team had a couple of tough closes, um, lost a couple games they could have won. And tonight they basically went and stole one that looked fairly improbable. And that's why I think, you know, I had a lot of people ask me, you know, what are the Jazz doing? The Jazz are playing basketball. They're developing players. A coach is, is cutting his teeth in the league, and a lot of his stuff that he's thought about for years, you know, he's out there doing. There's so many good things going on, um, but to win a game like that and to be here for it and hear that arena erupt, pretty cool stuff. What a fun game to be at in person for those of you who are uh, out jumping into your vehicles and driving home. If it's still snowing out there, be careful. Uh, keep it tuned to the post-game show. Take it easy out there. We'll get you where you need to go. We tend to melt the road but, a little bit with our golden tones. I mean, I, I coming into this game, I was a little a little bit bummed. We weren't going to see Steph and... Draymond and Wiggins and certainly Lowry Markinen and I think everybody out there is hoping Mike Conley comes back pretty soon and you know, I was a little bummed we weren't going to see those guys today and then oh man we were treated to one heck of a game certainly one heck of a finish controversial frustrating at times I'm sure for fans but uh, for those of you that were here you picked a, a good night to do it and chaos is the key word I, I think we've heard that a bunch this team thrives in it and when they can get the other team kind of playing along it really serves its purpose playing this many guys having this many guys out there in meaningful moments throughout the year um, you know Fontecchio to be out there not to be out there on the floor when the Jazz win this game it just bodes well for for development and growth down the road uh, going through some of the stats uh, let's see here for uh, for the Jazz they were led by Jordan Clarkson who before his ejection from a flagrant two, had 22 points, 9 of 20 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3. But how about this? Nine assists for Jordan. What a great number for him once again. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Um, uh, I was in the arena. I talked about this in pregame, but J.P. Chunga did a nice piece. I think it ran during the game um, on Jordan and his his assists and how he's kind of taken that as something he wants to get better at. And, again, we see that tonight. Not only making big plays when he has to, driving the ball, shooting a three, but now really being intentional about finding guys and doing a good job of, you know, nine assists tonight. That's that's a great number. That for is him. a great number for him. For anybody. Uh he he his improvement this year and how he's changed and, and what role he has on this team is is just terrific. I don't think you can say enough about Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Malik Beasley started tonight. Eighteen points for him, seven of fourteen shooting four of nine from three, Colin Sexton before he left with a hamstring injury, 17 points, three assists on four of nine shooting. Kelly Olenek with 15. Walker Kessler had 10 points, 12 rebounds, and five blocks in his first career start. And one walk-off interview with our guy Lockett. He was. He was a great interview. But, boy, nice performance from him. And I love young guys. He was very enthusiastic, but also a little bit in shock, you know, that that had all kind of gone down. Um, being a part of a few of those games on both sides, you do have to kind of – let five or ten minutes go by and say, oh, wait, okay, that's how that happened. But uh, awesome experience for the young guy. I, I contend that it, the big, best thing going on, obviously, is his play with five blocks, his ability to block shots. It's five blocks in 24 minutes. 
Um, it, but it's his ability to get reps in meaningful games and meaningful minutes alongside good players. Uh, I think that's how you get better. Simone Fontecchio with a career night for him. Career high, 18 points, 6 of 10 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3, 3 of 5 at the line. Uh, and then had the dunk that put the Jazz ahead for good. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I think is the player of the game tonight. 11 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, coach 4 of 5 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. And his on-ball defense is just terrific. He's got hustle, and he's now, you know, one of those four assists was the uh, the pass to Beasley, who hit the open three to keep him in it. You know, that's a heady play because he had an open layup, but that wasn't going to – they needed a three at that point with only 13. I'll go back and double-check, but I think it was about 13 seconds left in the game. And uh, made the correct decision and hit the right guy. You want Malik Beasley taking that shot. And uh, kept him in it. I thought uh, Alexander Walker, boy, he's been getting those rotation min- uh, minutes for the last couple of weeks, and he is running with it. 29 minutes tonight. We talked in the pregame. Who's going to make up some of the slack? He certainly did a lot of it. I mean, him to get 11 points, but, the, you know, get seven rebounds in his 29 minutes. You know, that's going out there to try to serve that purpose. Four assists, kind of three steals, including that game-winning steal. Um, but he does. He helps you on the ball. Helps you off the ball. Uh, you made the his pass there. Uh, you made an allusion to that there at the end. Driving left, throwing the ball back across his body. You know, tough play to make, but right on the money and sees that the defense left Beasley, which was a mistake at that point. And then um, you know, his just his tenacity. I like the kid. He, he's tough. I just like there's an opportunity that opened up. You know, Mike Conley uh, gets hurt, and they need ball handlers, and there was going to be an opportunity for guys to come in and step up. And I like it that he's kind of he started on the defensive end, and now we're seeing some fine offensive plays. But his on-the-ball defense is really what got him onto the floor, and then he does nothing but go out there and make plays tonight. And we've kind of talked amongst during the season. You know, he's taken tough assignments when he's been out there, uh, and he's he does a great job. He doesn't get beat, keeps guys in front. Um, a shout out to Rudy Gay too. Has been out, um, but he his played first well game tonight. Back fifteen minutes, yeah. four for eight. Hit a big three. Had a nice sequence where he kind of impacted every little piece of the game in a couple of possessions in a row that Locke made mention of. But nine points, four rebounds, and it's nice to have Rudy Gay back, another veteran in that locker room. Coming up next, we will get you some player sound from the podium as the Jazz win over Golden State, one twenty four. 2-123. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Uh, more postgame coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh, my! Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 124-123 to is your final. The Jazz beat the Golden State Warriors in a thriller. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru. We'll get you a sound from the players uh, coming up here momentarily as they make their way to the podium. But the the Jazz inch out a squeaker, and Golden State uh, got two uh, pretty decent performances, I thought, from Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Certainly Poole, 10 of 23 tonight, 
4 of 13 from 3, 12 of 13 from the line, but he had 36 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. Clay tonight, 22 on 8 of 25 shooting, 4 of 11 from 3, and uh, had that big block on Fontecchio that actually seemed like at the time it was going to seal the deal for the, the Warriors, and they were going to hang on. But lo and behold, we were in for a pretty wild finish after that. I mean, you think about it, that was the steal where you thought the Jazz could squeak out the victory on that, and after Clay got the block, he thought it was over, but uh, knew. That's why you got to keep watching. It was not. You can't be one of those people like, uh, grab your coat, let's go, it's over, and you miss the excitement. If, we, if there's somebody out there was one of those, I was one of those before too. Just don't do it again. You miss really cool stuff when you do that. The most famous one of those that I can think of is uh, Miami-San Antonio in the finals and San Antonio basically had it locked up right in the Ray Allen hits the big three. Was it LeBron that, that got the tip of the rebound? I'm trying to picture it in my brain. You can almost see it. And then Ray Allen hits the three That's and Miami right. ends up winning. And that was game six. And then Miami wins in seven, right? If I'm not mistaken, something along those lines. But anyway, Miami Heat fans that had left were trying to get back in and they were rebuffed. Security said, nope, you Fairweather fans are missing out. Most iconic moment in Miami Heat history, and some guys on the outside like, oh, why did I leave? That's still one of the great videos, anyway, of Chavez Ravine when Kirk Gibson hits that home run, and you see, as people start to hear it, because you can see cars leaving, um, but you see people's taillights, you know, hit their taillights as, as that home run was hit. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool moment. Never leave. You never know. You never but Never that was know. like the probability, and you know Ben Anderson tweeted this out. But uh, you know the basically the Warriors were ninety nine percent and it dropped off a cliff to a loss really really quick. And um, that that stuff happens though, and it it is a credit to the the Jazz coaches for coaching every possession. You could get frustrated, you get your head taken out of it with Clarkson, get in a staring match with an official, you know, lose your mojo. But they stayed with it, and I, I really like this time. Coach Hardy said, talked about fouling, or excuse me, trapping one and then fouling, making a play on the ball and fouling. It was very clear. They went out and executed. It was, uh, but to have it work like that is pretty awesome. Yeah, I would say, you know, attack that inbound, try to get the turnover, which they did, and they would have fouled if they didn't and, and probably lost the game. But Nah got his paw on it. <laughs> nah with the paw. Nah with the paw. And then Olenek may or may not have kicked it. <clears throat> and then uh, Beasley obviously got the ball, got it out, made the right decision, if got he it to Fontecchio. It, he had no intention to kick it. It just happened to hit Oh, it was absolutely right. uh, incidental. Yeah, I don't think he no, – no, he didn't Pele it to him over there. No, we it just was, got our theories on Kelly being – Kelly's learned a lot of tricks He's He's playing chess when everybody else no, is playing exactly checkers. No, it is exactly right. He sees the play that – he ran in there to take that charge, you know, that they didn't right. call. But he, I saw him get himself in position because he knew that he was going to be able to take one right in the chops. Oh man, he's he's the uh, he's the batter who leans into the inside pitch, right? He's he's that like, okay, this is going to hurt. I'm going to take an elbow from Pool here. That's probably going to level me. But you know what? Lean into it. This is how we got to do it. Yeah, that's the only way I got on base in minor leagues. Shoulder shot. Just lean into it a little bit. I always had coaches, you know. Say, hey, you're a lefty. They don't know how to pitch to lefties. You can really get in there and get over that plate. But, Coach, she's going to hit me. Exactly. <laughs> you're about four, three foot two. 
<laughs> just I'll bet really, you were fast though. Oh no, dude, hor- like like horribly slow. Really? Uh, but I could get hit by a pitch with the best of them. Let's have one race this you year know? around the. Oh Concourse. man, that sounds like we'll an inj- dead. sounds like an injury waiting See to which happen. which one made it the furthest in the <laughs> oh, alphabet. Oh man, uh, outside of the the finish to the game itself, the other big story: Jordan Clarkson uh, gets ejected because of flagrant two, which is still very confusing. Uh, with twenty four point nine seconds left to go, Kaminga makes one uh, of those uh, those free throws. Thus, the Jazz trailed by three. It seemed like when Clarkson got thrown out, and that was going to happen, they were going to get the free throws in the ball. Uh, Locke talked about it on the broadcast, and I I certainly agreed with him at the time that that looked like that was going to be how the game was going to end. And what a what a disappointing end to an exciting game that something like that would would determine the outcome and that didn't turn out to be the case no it's weird karma does take over from time to time but uh, no i mean i i don't know how the last two plays i don't know how officials would justify because to me they were textbook like protect the shooter fouls i thought jordan got hit on both of them um and then his reaction he did get frustrated and grab uh kaminga there but you know it was out of the spirit of it, he grabbed him, and then instantly was like, "Hey, man!" And yeah. then that's when Kaminga kind of disrespected him, and he was frustrated. So I can see where it went, but I think the point was, I think Jordan was frustrated because he's coming on a couple streaks and no calls, tough no calls. Like one, one was kind of a big deal last week, and um, for him to drive in there a couple times tonight, I'm telling you, the play before the last one was worse. Like he got body blocked across the lane on the shot. It kind of flew sideways. Um, so I think they missed two in a row on him. He was frustrated. Can't let that frustration boil over. And I, I actually don't think Jordan Clarkson did. I, I think he was kind of, I don't want to say the victim in this circumstance because that wouldn't be entirely true either. But he certainly didn't get a flagrant two. No, he didn't earn a, this shouldn't have been that. I think he got frustrated and wrapped him up. Right. And, and, and meant to foul him. And meant to foul him. Uh, and meant to foul him, certainly. Yeah. And then he puffed his chest out when things got a little bit heated. Because back down when somebody disrespects. Right? But, I mean. But I don't think there was a two. I've seen, put it this way, I've seen plays on both sides this year that warranted a two. Way more than, that doesn't even come close. Uh, frankly, well, and, and then the play against Portland. I mean, I'd be bent about that, too. That, now, that was a dangerous play. And somebody could have gotten hurt Correct. on that play. Yeah. So I, I mean, again, it's it's the inconsistency that's frustrating, and we we talk about it a lot because it's so inconsistent every night. Are you ready for the pool reporter quote on yes. Jordan Clarkson's ejection? According to Eric Walden, who apparently is tonight's pool reporter, Eric of the Salt Lake Tribune saying. Uh, Pool report, uh, we'll get to Jordan Clarkson real quick here, but pool report, replay determined that Clarkson's contact above the shoulder was deemed both unnecessary and excessive. So there you go. All right, down to Jordan Clarkson we go. Just a regular foul, I think, in any other time. I, I don't know what the call was or whatever. I tried to hold him up. Literally, you're not trying to hold him, but, uh, yeah, that was it. The officials uh, explain anything to you afterwards? Um, no, nah, he just said it was a flagrant two foul because how I fouled him or something. But I didn't make any contact with his face. I didn't do anything. At the end of the day, I was literally trying to hold him up. Uh, but hey, refs call what they call. They see what they see. You kind of already answered this, but were you surprised by his reaction? Uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I just whatever, man. But on the basketball floor, we hit a hoop. I don't know. It is what it is. Do you feel this, there's, as a player, do you feel that there's been some inconsistency in the style of game that's being officiated during games in terms of, I guess, more specifically, like, things that are fouls in the first and second quarter haven't been fouls uh, in the third and fourth quarter and vice versa. Do you see any of that, or is, is that something that you oh. I mean, everybody part of the game. I think it's been a lot of inconsistency. Uh, I think everybody's like spoken out about that around the league period. Um, but hey, it's part of the game. We all got a job when we come in here, get on the floor. Like I said, the last game, I think everybody makes mistakes. <clears throat> they might be trying to cover up for theirs as well. So, um, you know, it, it's just part of the game. You got to learn how to play through it and, and keep uh, trying to continue to stay poised and keep your composure through those times. Uh, just one thing from, you know, trying to finish games, you definitely can't rely on no rest right now at this point uh, in the game. You got to go and uh, make plays and uh, play aggressive and, and um, do that. When you found out you had a flagrant two, were you tempted to throw your headband again? Nah, that's why I laid it. I gave it to somebody in the in the crowd. <laughs> I got it like last time I I threw it at the seat. So uh, yeah, I made sure somebody in the crowd. I think people went and got the headband that I threw. Cost me some money, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you could have really did that seat. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because that's the medical staff seats, and then they were the game was over. They was all back here. So I mean, it's been a, a good week for the NBA. F- for them in terms of me giving them money. Now, I'll probably get a fine for tonight, too, for, uh, yeah, for the flagrant and maybe ejection or whatever they thought what was going to happen. But I literally tried to, you know, kind of calm the situation down when, you know, to a point. <laughs> you said, what, to a point? <laughs> he said that and I went... <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. From good word, you could watch the last couple of seconds of the game. Uh, back here. Uh, What'd you think? It was awesome. Big plays. Uh, we've been doing that the last two, three days of practice. You know, Will's been focusing on the last two minutes of the game, how we finishing games, uh, what happens in that situation. Um, and that's with a three-day break, three-day practice. Uh, for us, we're focused and um, doing that comes in play for us. That's why we win a game like that. KO makes big plays. And then the kill gets a big strip um, just playing aggressive. And then uh, Bees makes a shot in transition and we get a steal. And then uh, Fontaine dunks the ball and we win the game. Jazz win. <laughs> awesome. Take us through what you've seen out of Nikhil lately. Obviously, his rotation is kind of up and down, but tonight with Colin going out, he gets a little more opportunity, has the big assist to be the big defensive play at the end, as you mentioned. Nikhil has been um, really good like this during uh, training camp as well. I think he's uh, seen the game really well, coming in, running the team as well, uh, making the right play, shooting when you know he has the opportunity and he's open, he's knocking them down. Uh, biggest thing for him uh, is defensively. Like you see him getting in the ball, 
just turning the energy up for us defensively. You get Pills, uh, Jordan Pill at the top of the key, I think first half. That's a big play for us energy-wise. Um, then he tries to do a second half, and then, you know, he kind of loses the ball, whatever, gets a kickball. But what he's done defensively with guards um, has uh, created a lot of versatility for us. And then offensively, he's just moving the ball, talking, and, um, you know, making the right plays and knocking shots down when he's open. Were you surprised at all when he when he decided to give up the layup and kick out to Bees and the to cut it to one? Um, nah, that's one of those plays that, you know, I've seen him make, you know, all training camp. I see the whole defense kind of collapse, and then he just makes that play. That's a big play uh, for him, and I I trust him to make that play uh, nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten. That's what he does. Um, he does he's been doing a great job of uh, making the right play. And then, yeah. Nah, nah, it wasn't one of those. It's either we take the layup, or he, or he makes a three. He right at the rim, collapse the whole defense. It's either a layup, we get the ball, we trap, foul, do what we got to do, maybe get a steal. But, shoot, in that, that instance, found the right guy. B's been making shots for us in the closing minutes uh, all season. So, uh, great choice. <laughs> Will said that for whatever reason, this team really seems to thrive in those crazy, chaotic moments. Why do you think that is? We're just tough. You know, we just uh, claw it out. I think we all um, are mentally strong as well. You know, we, we take every run, um, come back to the bench, talk about it, uh, close games. You know, it's kind of hard because we're just throwing so much at you. You don't, you really don't know what to do. And then uh, we play aggressive defensively. Sometimes it works, um, and then sometimes it doesn't. But you know, I think what we're going to do every night is fight and then uh, compete for wins. Okay, thank you. Hi, right, y'all. You <laughs> There's Jordan Clarkson, and uh, you heard his comments there, Coach Lacombe, on uh, on the uh, the flagrant two. Uh, frustrated, but <laughs> much like last game, kind of dialed it back, I suppose. Yeah, there's no no good that comes from it and um you know i think it's fine for him to say he didn't have any intention tried to you know actually help him or hold him up um but then it kind of turned and and it ended up what it ended up and i i like clarkson he's a stand-up guy you know and and he does understand you can get into i guess he he does understand you can't fight city hall yeah and you really can't can't. the only thing you do is make it because i promise you the other one piece I learned, these guys all talk to each other, too. You know what I mean? All these officials talk to each other. So you give one crew a, a tough night, and, you, you know, your, their buddies are coming in the next night. So he's smart. He's smart to take the high road. Jazz win 124 to 123. A post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you more player sound coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. 
Jazz Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final Jazz win, 124-123 to 123 over the Golden State Warriors. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Uh, with you, we will get to some more post-game sound coming up here momentarily, but let's get to the Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. They're proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader. Coach, uh, let's get a look at uh, tonight's Master of the Glass here for the Jazz. Uh, Walker Kessler, Master of the Glass in his first NBA start, 10 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks in 24 minutes of play. Four of those rebounds coming on the offensive side. And speaking of offensive rebounds, uh, Coach, uh, Golden State had, what, um, 9 at the half? They finished the game with 14, yeah, including zero, the zero in the third quarter. So, yep. And they had like 4 or 5 on one possession. They did. The never-ending possession, I call it. It was long. Ball was bouncing around, and it kept... Finding Warriors hands. How about Kessler in his first start? Played great. Awesome, man. He was he was great. I think he felt really comfortable because he's getting time. Um, but five blocks, seriously, you know, the, have a guy out there that with that feel. Um, yeah, we're just seeing him grow. Uh, I think that his, you know, what we're seeing from him is is becoming to be kind of a baseline. I think you can see he gets minutes. He's going to be a double double guy all day long. I I am so impressed with him. I mean, it, just young bigs just don't do this sort of thing. They don't. We've seen our share. A ton. Coach, I've been doing this for a while. I've seen the Jazz draft bigs for a long time. And we just, I mean, even somebody like Rudy. Uh, Rudy didn't make this kind of advancement this early in, in his career. Now, now, maybe you'll say that Kessler is getting more of an opportunity than Rudy did. And that probably is pretty true. But, I mean, man, he's... He's he's a fine player already, and that's very impressive. And and when he gets the physic, you know, the physicality match to these guys, he's he's still playing with a kid's body. Um, you know, it's going to be a couple of years, but when you start to see him make those moves, wow! Um, and he starts moving guys around instead of being moved all the time. Numbers could be crazy. He had five blocks and twelve boards tonight in twenty-four minutes. It was five of six from the field. I mean that 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 trade, and we're going to see Rudy here on on Friday. And you know, you and I both are big fans of Rudy Gobert, oh, Rudy and, Gobert. and love his value to teams. But man, that trade, the picks aside, you look at at Kessler and and Beasley. And Beasley played well tonight. I mean, <laughs> that, that's looking like a decent trade. Well, and I'd say guys that are you know could be the way they're fitting, the way they like the town. Um, they could be. Young, young enough guys that could be part of of this next movement, and I love it. Yep. Um, so, it is. It's going to be great to see Rudy, but the Jazz, you know, time and time again, I'm reminded how good a job they did in the off season. Walker Kessler got his first start. Simone Fontecchio had a career night: eighteen points, six of ten shooting, uh, three boards and assists. Let's go down to the media room and hear what uh, he had to say in his post game comments. What's up, everyone? <sighs> Simone, can you walk us through that last play? Uh, yes, uh, it was simply like an amazing defense by the guys. I think they kill at the ends on the ball. It was very, very good to steal that ball and then Kelly just diving and Malik picking the, the ball up and just making the right play. It was just an amazing team effort on defense and uh, 
we were able to capitalize because I was still on the other half of the court. Uh, yeah, half the court, and uh, I was kind of ready to 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 receive that pass. Since you're a three-point shooter, is that the way you imagined your first NBA game winner to be? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, simply I just didn't imagine anything. It's a, just an amazing feeling, and uh, I'm really, really happy and excited the way we got the win. What was your teammates' reaction once you got back to the locker room? Uh, just everybody was so happy for me. Uh, this is an amazing group of guys. Everybody take care of each other. Everybody helps each other, and uh, everybody just ready to lift everybody up, you know? each other up and uh, you know it's just a really good moment can I see the game ball in your locker yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it home <laughs> definitely do you have a place for it like do you have uh, no no actually I'm just gonna bring it home and figure it out <laughs> put it somewhere uh, away from my daughter <laughs> or maybe I'm just gonna let her play with it <laughs> Your national team coach is in town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw him just before the game. They arrived today, and uh, I was just very happy to see him. We we spoke for a little bit. Uh, hugging. He used to hug everybody. <laughs> and uh, nothing. We're just gonna go dinner tomorrow. And just, I was so happy to see him, and uh, happy that, that he was able to see this game and see me play. We're only just a little bit more than two months since training camp again yeah. how do you wrap up this experience uh, it's, it's been great I mean uh, of course you got some up and down uh, it's not easy especially when you when you don't play you know when you get when you don't step on the court it's not easy to to stay positive to try to stay ready but uh, what I do is just trying to stay positive try to 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 maintain the work and uh just trying to be ready and um, remind me myself of the all the process that took me here, all the hard work I put in all these the years, and uh, and just as I said, enjoying the this crazy world of the NBA and uh, trying to be locked in. Did What's, you have any expectations on what your role would be coming in? Uh, not really. I was just really happy to to join a franchise, this franchise, and uh, to join the NBA world. And uh, I knew that it was going to be difficult. Of course, there was going to be there was going to be a lot of changes, uh, adjustment to the style of play, adjustment to the yeah to the um, different rules and all this kind of stuff. But I was ready to you know to. To stay, to stay focused, to also embrace some difficult moments, and uh, as I said, just trying to uh, take the positive of uh, all of this stuff. Can you explain how your emotions changed from getting blocked by Thompson on the, uh, with you know less than a minute left, I think, and then being able to score the game winner? Oh yeah, I was just mad. <laughs> I didn't see him coming, and uh, I knew I know he were down three, so I had to shoot the three. But you know, he, he made a good play on the on defense, and uh, I was just really happy when when we were able to to steal the ball and uh, and put it in the basket. As I said, you, you know, you cannot just let yourself down on whatever happens on the court because it's a game of mistakes. So everybody makes mistakes. You just gotta you just gotta stay with it and uh, think about the next play. Not related to tonight specifically, but in general, what's the experience like of being 
having the locker next to Walker Kessler. <laughs> it's good. He's a he's a he's a great guy. I mean, he's young, he's uh, enthusiastic. Uh, I, lo- I love Walker. He's just a great guy, and he's doing so well. And I'm so happy for him. You get to ask him how his family's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell you about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I just joke sometimes with him. He's super fun. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Career night for Simone Fontecchio as he uh, finished tonight with 18 points in 20 minutes coming in off the bench. Six of ten shooting, three three of six from three, and then had the game-winning dunk. I thought that was kind of a funny question. As a a three-point shooter, are you surprised your first game winner came as a dunk? (laughs) Probably not how he pictured it in the driveway, right? No, but you'll take any any one of those you can get. you know, a game winner, they're so rare. Uh, and in that instance, you know, the Jazz being down a couple of possessions, have everything fall into place. Awesome experience for him. He played great um, shooting 40% in his first year in the NBA. feel like he goes in there, knows every single time kind of what his role is. I would imagine, you know, his issues will be, can he keep guys in front? Um, can he be physical? You know, the physicality of the game. But I really like what I see thus far. Time for your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. For the Jazz tonight, they were 17 of 21 from the line, 81%. Colin Sexton was 8 of 10 before leaving the game uh, with a hamstring injury. Golden State was 19 of 25 at the line, 76%. Uh, Jordan Poole himself was 12 of 13. I mainly mention that because the one miss for Jordan uh, was a big one, leaving the jazz, uh, leaving the door open for the jazz in the last minute to even make those heroics possible. Yeah, I mean, like David said, so many things had to happen, but it's kind of in the air around here. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago. We we're talking about Utah football and order them to get to the championship game. These things have to happen. So maybe it's it's part of the sports what's going on in the air out here. But um, just a cool thing to be a part of. I love when you get to see. A team kind of leave it all out there. It looked like it wasn't going to be enough. Missing a couple of guys, and <laughs> he found a way. I'm still watching this, looking for flagrant two. By the way, I've watched it about a hundred times. I'm not finding one. Even if they wanted to throw Jordan Clarkson out of the game, they picked the wrong reason. That that play see, is, baffles me. He, and and here is my my big frustration. So they go do this thing. They make their, and then that's just what everybody's supposed to say. Hey, that's what happened. But I'm looking at this saying that's not what happened. Like there wasn't I don't know. Anyway. It was not a flagrant two. No. I, I don't and they said at the pool report uh, for the for the ref said that there was contact to the face and even if there was it it was minimal. Right. Minimal. All right. Yeah. We'll wrap this thing up coming up next. Stay tuned. Uh Jazz win tonight over the Warriors one twenty four to one twenty three. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruwiz.com. More straight ahead, Jazz Post Game. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! But they bring in. The Warriors spread the floor. Jerome will inbound in the front court. You'd ideally not pull her Thompson. They're the only two guys in the front court are Poole and Thompson. In the back court for the Warriors is DiVincenzo. Jerome gets the ball. Bounce pass into Poole. It's knocked away. It's stolen. Jazz have 
Beasley to Fontecchio for the jam in the lead. 124-123. Jerome Baseball Outlet tips. Loose Jasmine. Holy smoke. What just happened? How about that? Great work by our friend David Locke. That were the, those were the closing seconds as the Jazz pull out the win. Play the game brought to you by Larry Schmiller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. We needed a, a good Locke, you know, game-winning call. I feel refreshed uh, by this for tonight's play of the game. You know, I mean, you only get so many, um, but for him, that was kind of like a... It was a nice call of a, a a monumental play for this young team. Yeah, Locked. basically taking defeat and saying no way. We're gonna Not do this tonight. Not tonight. Defeat. Locke stretching that muscle. Good job from uh, our guy David. One twenty four to one twenty three is your final. The Jazz beat the Warriors. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more. And share at markmillersubaru.com. Yes, you heard that, uh, the steal from Na, and uh, it ended up in Beasley's hands. He made the great pass to Fontecchio, who part of his uh, career night tonight with a career-high 18 points coming in off the bench, the game-winning dunk. And uh, I'll tell you what, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, big-time difference maker tonight for the Jazz. And you needed you know, some guys to step up and do a little bit more. Definitely thought his... His energy's been good all year, and when he's gone into games, we've made the comment he looks ready to go. Uh, does a nice job guarding the basketball. You know that's his best trait probably is on the ball defense. But man, he's he's done a nice job of finding ways. Uh, you know, in passing lanes, making threes to help his team win tonight, getting rebounds the way he did. Uh, just a great game. I, I definitely believe, like you, he he was he's a game ball recipient tonight. Yep. All right, uh, we mentioned Fontecchio's 18, a career high for him. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, great line tonight, 4 of 5, 3 of 4 from 3, 11 points, 4 assists, 3 steals, 7 rebounds tonight for Na coming in off the bench. Jordan Clarkson led the way for the Jazz before uh, he was ejected late in the fourth quarter uh, with a flagrant 2. He had 22 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, Malik Beasley with 18. Colin Sexton, before he left the game with a hamstring, had uh, 17 points. Uh, Kelly Olenek with 15. Walker Kessler in his first career start had a double-double with 10 points, 12 boards, and five block shots. For the Warriors, they were led by Jordan Poole, who had 36 and 8 tonight, 8 assists with his 36 points, and Clay Thompson with 22. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. That's a great win. Um, it's a win that was as close to being in the loss column as you could possibly get. And, you know, everybody stayed focused. I, I am telling you, it is, it's a monumental task when you get guys on the floor, the coaches, everybody on the same page. Jazz did that tonight. Thought they executed the game plan uh, to perfection. And, and down the stretch, doing all the little things they had to do, understanding the clock. I've always said that about this team, though. They, they're a team that, you know, they don't play to the score. They play, they play with one thing in mind, and that's to win. So fun to watch them um, with the win jump up a couple spots in the West. That's like a, a bouncing ball. They're now sixth in the West with 15 wins. Um, so nice to see that and uh, look forward to Rudy Gobert's return on Friday night. What a game. That was a fun one.
Absolutely. Big thanks to everybody who played a part in tonight's broadcast. Of course, Locke and Boone, appreciate their work. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of the Jazz Broadcast. Terrific work from him, as usual. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. Coach Lacombe, as always, thank you and please have a very safe drive home. Yes, we're going to be very cautious. Yes, indeed. 124 to 123 is your final jazz. Win by one over the Golden State Warriors in thrilling fashion. Our next broadcast coming your way Friday night. Rudy Gobert and the Minnesota Timberwolves will be in town. That game will tip off at 7, pregame at 6. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.